challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast. It's great to have you with me. Hope you had a marvelous Thanksgiving. And now let's dive into some truths that will help us get through the things that are coming. I want to talk to you today about friendship. Now, some of you roll your eyes as soon as you hear that idea, hear that word. Uh, you think, wow, Stephen's trying to get us all mushy together. <laughs> He's trying to get us all to circle up and, you know, hug and stuff like that. No, I'm not. But I do want to tell you that one of the great gifts men have, if they're intentional about it, is friendship. And since the average man in the Western world, particularly today, walks alone and does so to his damage, to his destruction, I want to talk to you about the value of friendships. Men have a particular gift for friendship. They really do. They they look to their friends. They, they have a need for friends. Um, I think we have connectors built into our souls, put there by God, uh, so that we can connect, so that we can serve the community together. Just think about what happens when a bunch of guys go over to maybe on a Saturday morning to, to, to mow a widow's yard and to maybe fix their fence and paint a few things. They team up. They bond. They start finding their pecking order. They start uh, giving each other instructions. They start coaching each other. They start connecting. Then after they get all the business kind of decided and they're working the project, they start talking about things that are important to them. And yeah, there's smack talk and yeah, they're throwing water at each other. And yeah, they're arguing about where they should go get a burger afterwards, but there's something important there. And men need to have these relationships in their lives. Friendships are vital for noble manhood. I want to say it again. Friendships, meaningful, deep, confrontive, inspiring, coaching friendships are essential for great manhood, for noble manhood, for righteous manhood. So I want to quickly give you seven truths about men and friendships that I have learned in my life. Some of them are hard hitting. Some of them probably going to sound like things you've known since you were 10, but I want to bring them up to make sure we're all on the same page because I want you to have the friendships that you need to have. And number one is this. I want you to look at your current life and the men who are in your life from this perspective. Don't just ask yourself about individual friendships. Well, I'm a friend with Bob. I know him from work. Well, I'm a friend with Joe. You know, we play golf together once a month, whatever. Don't think in those terms right now. Do this exercise. Think in terms of tribe and culture. What tribe are you in when you look at the total body of your friendships? What tribe is there? What kind of people are these. Let's just say, I'm just, I'm just making this up to use an example. Uh, let's just say that you are a church-going family man um, who loves to work out and build things. I mean, I'm just quick description. Let's say you look at your friends. None of them are people of faith. Uh, all of them are hard cussing, hard drinking, hard womanizing, hard, uh, you know, charging guys. Um, and, and when you're with them, you kind of have to do an aw shucks thing about your own faith and about your own values, and you sort of see them as a world apart, a tribe apart from your native tribe. Now, I'm not saying your tribe should only be people who are exactly like you, but I am saying 
that you need to look at your friendships as a matter of tribe and culture. What kind of people do you do you have around you? If you had to put them all in a room and say, this is a certain tribe, what words would you use to describe that tribe? It may help you to see that perhaps you aren't in the right tribe. If you're, as to use my illustration, which I just pulled out of a hat, uh, if you are of a certain tribe, a certain faithful, family-oriented, et cetera kind of tribe, and all of your friends are exactly the opposite or disregarded, or you have to keep all of what you are personally away from the guys you hang with the most because they're not of the same tribe in that way, then you got a problem. It's the same thing with the question about culture. Culture, essentially, in this context, means what is encouraged to grow. So what does the total total body of your friendships encouraged to grow in you. I'm not asking you about what Bob does alone or Joe does alone. I'm asking you, what does what is the culture you have surrounded yourself encourage in you? If you have to battle in your private life what you've had encouraged in you with your friendship culture, your tribe, so to speak, then you haven't got the right tribe. When you are in the right tribe, uh, you are having a blast, you're having fun, uh, but you're also being challenged by these men. You're picking up things, you're learning things, you're being told things, you're being coached in things that make you a better man at every level. When I'm with my band of brothers, after I've had time with them, I'm a better Christian, I'm a better husband, I'm a better father, I'm uh, feeling a little bit guilty about how much I ate last week, I want to work out better, I'm picking up things about how, what they're doing with their friends, what they're doing with their sons. Um, you know, they're not necessarily lecturing me. They're just talking about their lives, but I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged about all kinds of things. And I'm also instructed things that can be better. Hey, I learned something about investing the other day. Let me tell you guys, or, Hey, um, I, I realized, you know, this, 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 our whole country's talking about racism. Let me tell you what I discovered about myself, or let me tell you what I, what I'm doing with my family to, to make sure we stamp that out in our whole family line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My band of brothers is a natural, rowdy, fun bunch of guys who inspire me, encourage me, and connect with me at every level of my life. They not only make me want to be a better man, they help me be a better man just by virtue of them being in my life. And so all of that to say, you've got to ask yourself, who are your friends? But not just in those terms, what's your tribe? What's the culture? What's being encouraged? All right. Number two is this. It's maybe a whole different topic, but these aren't necessarily in any kind of order. If you're always having to explain yourself, you're in the wrong tribe. If you're always having to explain yourself, I've got a, I've got a group that I attend uh, and I love these guys, but I am definitely the outlier in that group. I am definitely the guy who's most unusual. I'm the only guy who's an author. I'm the only guy who's a, who's, you know, a, a scholar type, academic type with a PhD. I, I'm the only guy who thinks the way I do. Now, this is not my band of brothers. These are not even my closest friends, but I really feel my otherness in that group. And it's actually good for me <laughs> that they're so different from me. Um, but if that's the way you are with everybody you hang with, if you have to explain yourself all the time and you're always the guy who's just way outside of the crowd, then you don't have the right tribe. You don't have the right group. Uh, you're, you're not You're not in. Uh, you, you need people who get you, understand you, um, share your values. For example, if I'm in a culture, if my, among my friends, if I say, man, I really in 2021 want to take some major steps to be a better man for my wife, for my children um, in this country, leading right now. I want to be a better man. And the guys I'm talking to have no freaking idea what I'm talking about. I'm in the wrong tribe 
Now, I can play golf with them. I can shoot hoops with them. I can play racquetball with them. I can get a pizza. I can go to a movie with them. But they're not, they're not going to make me better. They're not my primary tribe. So if you are constantly having to explain yourself, almost apologetically, you ain't in the right tribe. All right. I want you to understand, too, that friendships, especially in this generation, are often seasonal. Don't be disturbed uh, by friendships that come and go unless you realize that it's a result of your own weirdness. You know, if you drive people off, if you break off relationships and refuse to talk to a guy because he hurts your feelings and you look at your life and you've got 45 of those in a long train, well, then that's on you. You need to fix that. But for the most part, in the natural pacing of life, friends will come and friends will go. Now, hopefully, if you build right and you do some of the things I'm teaching you through these podcasts and some of the things you're reading about, you'll have good, long, lifelong friends, a good band of brothers, that the core of which will stick for a long time, and you'll be great. But for the most part, friendships are seasonal. This has been the, the particular the case in my life. I grew up in the military. As a military brat moving almost every single year of my father's career, I then went to a university that was what they sometimes call an international university. In other words, it wasn't uh, from the surrounding area. It was people from all over the world. Um, I then have moved uh, three times in my adult life and traveled a huge amount. And where I've lived has been near military bases and big businesses, so people are always being transferred. What I'm saying is constant changes in friendship have been the norm in my life. Now, I've got some guys in my life I imagine will, will be my pallbearers now at this point in my life, even though I don't plan to die for decades and decades. But the fact is um, that these men are that close to me, and my life has stabilized to the point. I basically live in two cities, as you know, and basically uh, am doing what I'll probably be doing for the rest of my life. And so I have a little bit of stability now, and these guys are permanent in their roles in the cities they live in, which are the same as mine. And so I'm likely to have that in my life for the first time. But for most of my last, let's say my adult life, my last 40 years, uh, I got to tell you, um, it's been a lot of change, a lot of moving, a lot of the military transferring people, a lot of companies rotating, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so you've got to be able to, the, the reason I'm saying this is you have to be able to drain the good out of a relationship and love a guy well as a buddy. Um, knowing that he might he might go away. He might not be around forever. I mean, and of course, there's also the outside bigger stuff that folks die and, you know, divorces happen and guys end up transferring or what have you. All that to say, learn to be in a relationship and not need it to be forever. People will come. People will go. Once they go, I still maintain contact with a lot of those guys. Over Thanksgiving, for example, I sent texts to probably 50 guys in my life. I just sat down and decided I'm going to send a Thanksgiving greeting and tell some guys I've known all my life um, that I'm grateful for them. And so I was texting guys I haven't talked to since I was 13, um, but just wanted to just wanted to tell them hello and that I'm grateful they were in my life. So be ready for friendships to be seasonal. All right. Number four, again, I told you these weren't in order. Men choose friends unwisely. Men let friendships happen accidentally. Now, you're going to have friendships happen accidentally, and that's fine. It's just that all your friendships shouldn't be accidental. Uh, we tend to choose friendships unwisely. I've spent time in, in working with people in prison. I've spent time working with people who had addictions dominate their lives. Uh, I've spent time working with people uh, who have stupidly blown up their marriages. Let me tell you one common factor. In almost all of those situations, when you're doing the debrief, you find out that wrong, badly intentioned friends 
got these guys in trouble. They introduced him to the whores. Um, they they brought taught him how to snort coke the first time. You know what I'm saying? They were handing him a drink every five seconds when they were together. Um, these sorts of disasters were almost always introduced by friends. So most guys just simply fall into friendships accidentally, who they met on the job, who they met at the club, whatever. Um, and then they never got intentional about friendships. I want to tell you something. You need to pursue the kind of people whom you want to make better and you want them to help you make uh, make you better. You need to be intentional about your friendships. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go to scripture for just a moment. I know not all of you are there, but that you know you're welcome with me, and I'm going to occasionally use biblical examples. When I love it when uh, Jonathan, the son of Saul, sees David, and he it says in the scriptures he loved him as himself and became one in spirit with him. He began, I mean all that happened without David even knowing that Jonathan was in the room. Jonathan sees David sees what he's done. He's just killed Goliath, by the way, and reporting to Saul. And it says that he saw him, became one in spirit with him, and loved him as himself. Now, that's how it is, in my opinion, with men, male friendships. I see a guy. I admire him. I like his spirit. I relate to his spirit. He's courageous. He's strong. He's bold. He's taken a stand in a certain situation. Or he thinks like I do uh, compassionately about a given situation in our society or whatever. And I like him. And I want to be one with him. And I want to be inspired by him. I want to pour into his life. I want him to pour into my life. Yeah, I want us to have fun, be rowdy, shoot hoops, eat stuff, whatever. But I also want uh, to be one with this guy and for us to feed each other and make each other even better men. I can picture us running along the, the, the track of life, inspiring each other to be better. That's how it should be with your friendships. If you look around and you see that every man who's your friend is someone who fell into your life accidentally, you need to ask yourself if you've got the right band of friends. All right. The next one I want to talk about is friendships should move you toward more of who you are made to be. Yeah, they should be fun. Yeah, they should be rowdy, but they should move you toward more of who you're made to be. I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, in terms of the friendships and the men you have in your life, are you more of what you dream of being want to be? than you were two years ago, a year ago. All right. I know we've just got, we're going through this COVID time and here we are at the end of 2020. And so look back over the last year, look back over the last two years. Are the men in your life moving them towards what you want to be, what you should be? I don't mean this in a narrow Sunday school way. I mean it in terms of the man you dream of being, the man who's alive, the man who's right for his wife, right for his kids, the man whose soul is on fire, the man who's living out what he's made to be, what God ordained for him to be, the man who's growing. Are you increasing? Are, are, do you, when you look at your life, do you know more than you do? did uh, two years ago? Or, or, or are you basically sinking and, and drifting into ignorance and nobody's challenging you? Nobody's telling you what they're reading or what they're learning, or you're not watching any guy suddenly <clears throat> build something in his backyard or, or, or learn a new skill so that you're inspired to do the same thing. Friendships should move you more toward what you're made to be. You should see growth. You should see development. You should see increase. Not because they're like hired tutors, but because that's what men naturally do. My favorite illustration of this is put 10 guys on a basketball court for a pickup basketball game. They don't even know each other's names. They instantly start coaching each other. They instantly start saying, look, hey, I'm open underneath. Hey, uh, you know, take it down to the right. Hey, you know, pass it off, you know, whatever. Let's do a throw. Let's do a play. Let's run this play. They start coaching each other, start talking to each other, start making each other better. And one of the things men love about sports like that is you're better after an hour on that court than you were before. And you may never see those guys again. 
but you're learning from how they play. You're coaching each other. That's how it ought to be in male friendships. Now, I'm going to say a tough thing here as I come to the end of this list. And that is that some of you listening to this know that you need to say goodbye to some of your friends. I'm just being blunt with you. If you're, if one of your friends is just drawing you into absolute drunkenness all the time, you need to say goodbye to that guy. If if one of your friends is just constantly showing up with the weed or, or, or the coke or whatever, you need to say goodbye to that guy. If, if, if one guy just does nothing but feed the strip clubs and feed the porn in your life, you need to say goodbye to that guy. Um, I, I, I'm not saying you look at all your friendships in terms of their total moral influence on you and don't have anybody, anything to do with anybody who may have something in their life that, that, that you don't want to absorb. Okay. I've got friends that got things in their lives and I'm sure I've got things in my life that I don't want to drink in what they've got, you know, whatever it might be. Maybe one guy eats too much or maybe got one guy is given to self pity or something. I'm not, he's still my friend, but I'm not going to bring that stuff into my life. I'm talking about relationships you might have where it's almost a total negative influence. If the main thing you have with Bob is you both like to get drunk together, then you need to say goodbye to Bob. You need to have the gift of goodbye. There are people you need to get out of your life. So look honestly at your friendships. Look honestly at your friendships and ask yourself, do you have friendships in your life that need to end? Taking responsibility for your friendships, the way you take responsibility for what you wear, how you spend your money, how you treat your family, etc. You understand what I mean? Be as intentional about your friendships as you are about other things in your life, even more so. And get rid of, of, of friends who are deforming your life. I'm telling you, you will not miss them and you will find yourself improving. And my final thought is something I just got through saying a moment ago, and I want to leave it with you, even though I've referred to it repeatedly in this list. And that is, I want you to be intentional about your friendships. I want to say it again. I've said it already. Most men only have friends who arrived accidentally in their lives. But you can be intentional about this. You can, and here's the phrase I like to use, you can build friendships, build them, build the culture, build the tribe around you, build into people's lives, build it, be intentional about it. Go after friendships. You see some guy speak at work or you hear some guy talk on the golf course or shooting hoops or hear some guy that you're in connection with, maybe, I don't know, at church or wherever. And you go, man, I like what's in that guy. I like his fire. I like what he's saying. You take him to lunch, get to know him. Uh, Try to connect up, be intentional about your friendships. Now, I don't want you to go kidnapping people, but I do want you to go after the kind of noble, manly friendships you need to have to be the best man you're called to be. This is something, by the way, that's in all the great literature of history, is that you don't sit in the seat of the scorner. You don't hang out with the mocker. You don't hang out with the idiot who's dumping unrighteousness in your life, who's dumping life-deforming things in your life. You go after good and moral and strong and vibrant and heroic and noble. You try to build that into your life. By the way, do that by how much you read, what movies you watch, and yes, your friendships. So I want you to build the friendships you need to have. And by the way, during the holidays now, as we head out of Thanksgiving and through the Christmas and New Year season and into next year, during the strange time in 2020, I want you to be intentional about this now. I want you to build what you need now. Yeah, great things are coming long term. Short term, we're going to have some hard things to deal with. You need to have men in your life who help you be the best you can be while you're helping them to do the same. 
All right. Build the friendships you need to build. Remove the friendships you don't need to have. Build a noble tribe and culture around you, a noble tribe and culture rooted in noble manhood, because this is one of the arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.